0: Hey guys, John here. Go on and do us a big favor and everything. Go on and check out our audio only podcast where you guys get your podcasts from. Also too, I also have Alex and Shay here. Uh, Shay just wrote a brand new book and that's why she's here because I'm going to be interviewing her. But I just want to say this. I read the first chapter. and I absolutely loved it. So go on ahead, go over there, click the link below, go over to the Kindle uh, of where you guys get your books and read it. And without further ado, let's go on ahead and get on with the show. Hey Alex.
1: <laughs> oh, hey John. How you doing, bud?
0: I'm doing great, man. Uh, how about you?
1: I'm turned up. I'm excited for this interview, right now.
0: Actually, I'm interviewing your wife.
1: <laughs> oh, that explains yeah. why her, her name's here.
0: Exactly, man. Exactly. But hey, I do love the fact that you're supporting your wife. That's always great, man. I do appreciate the love and support that you're showing her. Which, by the way, he should get a ranking of ten right now for doing that. <laughs> but. But anyways, Shay, welcome to the show. I do appreciate you talking about your book, taking the time out of your night to talk about this, or day, since you're on Pacific Time.
2: We do still have some daylight. Yes, no, thank you so much. This is really exciting to be a part of an interview, and I'm excited to talk about the book.
0: I'm excited as well. And what can people expect from this book? What is the plot line uh, that you can actually best describe it?
2: Yeah, so it's a young adult novel, which really just means that the protagonist is young adult, but that means themes can be applicable to young adults all the way up through adults, you know, kind of like. If you think about Harry Potter, you know, um, that had a very wide reading and enjoyment. Not to say my book is Harry Potter, but (laughs) just in that young adult genre, I've had questions get asked about, um, oh, well, I'm not a young adult. I'm not 16 or I'm not, you know, 12. Can I still read this book and enjoy it? Absolutely, you can. Um, And the tagline is that Dance With Me is about the everyday phantoms, absent parents, unrequited love, and words unspoken and how Charlie uses books and prose to come to terms with them. So throughout the novel, she actually reads over 20 books and she ends up having a conversation with one of her peers um, using only the lines from books. So if you're a reader, you will really enjoy the puzzle of finding out which book she's reading and quoting, um, or you'll maybe add some of these books to your be read pile in the future.
0: That's awesome though, because here's the thing. I, what I really loved about Charlie was her escapism when it comes down to reading and you get, get the first instant, especially when her friend just comes over there, bombards her whenever she, he wants to go. He's like the party type, yeah. right? Scott
1: <laughs> is a party, Charlie, animal, Right.
0: Scott is this party animal. And basically you have Charlie. Who's like, no, I just want to go on ahead. I want to enjoy my books.
2: Who yeah. you do
0: you? I do me. We, and have fun.
2: Yeah.
0: But I like how her world is like kind of turned upside down in a sense when she winds up meeting what I think from reading the first chapter is basically the love interest mm-hmm. into her life with mm-hmm. the slip and slide the slip and slide thing i thought it was actually pretty fun because how many of us actually do that at parties and I, here's the thing i told alex this and the thing that i loved about your book is the fact that it's not too wordy because don't get me wrong i love stephen king but he can be too wordy yet no
2: uh-huh. come on we don't need 1400
1: pages <laughs> no exactly <laughs>
2: yeah. release the
1: robinson cut 1400 pages <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: But the thing that I love about it is how easy it is to read and how easy it is to actually digest it. And if anybody is wondering, you got this is actually so easy to read. So easy to comprehend to the point where you don't have to reread something over and over again to actually get it. And this is actually a laid back kind of story if you're just ha- wanting to chill on a hot summer day in the sun. And I get that kind of vibe from this.
2: Cool. Yeah. Added to your summer beach read. Love it. <laughs> no, but I think going back to the the young adult genre, I think that's, it lends itself to that. Um, I do think adult fiction can be wordier, can be more verbose, can be like, wait, what did they just say? Let me read that again. Um, but with young adult, you get to just fall into the story and enjoy the characters and the plot without having to struggle too much. Absolutely. Yeah. And
0: I've been... Don't get me wrong, i read like R.L. Stein and stuff like that. Even he can be a little wordy as well for for fair street novels and things like that. With this, it's so much easy, and I love it. And I like how you explain what the party scene is like, how Scott goes over to uh, how you actually explain the Super Mario Kart, Bash Brothers thing. Then you go over to this other scenario at the party. And, you know, I actually feel like I'm in this party with Charlie, and that's something that I absolutely love.
2: That's so and I'm... so, yeah. Didn't mean okay, to cut you off. Go on ahead. I was just going to say that's no, 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 something no. I, I really worked on um, because this is actually like the 13th or 14th version um, of this story. I've written that many different drafts trying to get closer and closer to what is the story I'm trying to tell? How do I make it so that readers enjoy the telling of the story? Um, and one thing as a reader that I don't like is when the setting descriptions go on and on and on. I'm like, I get it. It's a green couch. Like, let's go. Let's tell me why is this important, you know? So I really want to just like get you in the scene and then have you be part of the action and get you out. So there are some things like Super Smash Bros. I'm not a video game player, but I've been around <laughs> tournaments and things with people playing. Where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a vibe. So I really wanted people in with that. Um, you know beer bong that's classic and then I wanted to add something a little bit new and refreshing with the slip and slide so for those of you who haven't read it it's um, (laughs) a party game where you have a cup of beer and you have to slide on the slip and slide and end with your beer full and then you swap with an opponent so it just brings that like fun element and I think it brings that like kid like energy too you know trying to keep them young so we don't have you know 30 year olds who are playing 15 year olds you know
0: exactly and speaking of that though my question is this: If you were to adapt this into a movie, if someone said like Spielberg or Martin Scorsese or somewhere along like the most lines, Scorsese, yes. <laughs> <laughs> <We gotta bring laughs> well, it
2: there'll
0: on. be a lot of F bombs going on over there. To the point. But, <laughs> how old are you, sir? I'm 15. Uh, your contract okay. says 70 and getting older, but yeah, who would you? Uh, who would you cast for the lead role of Charlie? Who would actually be Scott? Who would be your director who would be your go-to
2: yeah um So i I thought about this for a while because i like the shows i grew up on in terms of tv were like lizzie mcguire and That's sir raven and they are way too old at this point (laughs) you know so i was trying to think of who are what are shows right now with kids that are really popular and the one that came to mind was stranger things of course so i know i mean millie bobby brown is great i think she'd be really cool um I really like Shailene Woodley. I like her quirkiness, um, so I think she'd make a good Charlie. She's obviously too old, but if we made her sixteen again, um, I think she'd be good um, in Stranger Things. The in season two, who's the the new like hot guy that out out moves over Steve? Uh, oh, Billy. Billy, <laughs> I think he'd be a good Scott, right? He's like the bad boy, and he's really attractive, and um. But you know that like something's kind of off about him, and so you're learning like, okay, what it is? What is it exactly? Um, in terms of director, I'm in love with Jordan Peele, which is not the vibe <laughs> of this story, but he'd be a great director. Um, and then you know, I would obviously want to be the screenwriter. I would want to try to adapt it, adapt the story, because that's one of my grudges is um, people who don't take source material um, seriously and think like, oh, I I have the title and I have the main character's names, but then I'm just going to run with it. It's like, no, I really want this story to be told, you know? So I think I would like to try my hand at adapting the the film.
0: That'd be very interesting to be Mm -hmm. honest with you. And, you know, what I want to say is this, I can picture the camera angle with Charlie with the, with when she goes into the whole entire party aspect Mm -hmm. of just focusing from behind and then Uh, a wide angle shot, Right, like the like you're actually following her in with this party scene, and I can actually see the, here's the thing, I can actually I feel like a director right now, but I can yeah. <laughs> but I can
1: see it writing but here's the thing: of, Right,
0: <laughs> exactly, take notes by the way but here's here's what I can picture though you're following her into this party scene and there's a long angle shot to the left you see the Mario Bash Brothers the Bash Brothers stuff. then to, over to the right you see Scott going through the sliding door. And you can actually see the slip and slide, a little bit of the yellow of the slip and slide of where where that's being taken place. I can see this whole entire thing being a smoky room, of course, drinking, anything that the adolescents do. So <laughs> I can definitely see it. I can definitely see it in my mind, which is fantastic.
2: Um, yeah, I can picture it too. And actually um, I did write a short story version that was a, a screenplay. So it was like a stage production. Um, oh, nice. because I do enjoy writing in different formats. And so, um, and I, and I love these characters. And so I've, I've written different versions of them.
0: Nice. And my question is this, how long, what was your writing process when you're writing this? And how did you come up with the characters for Sky and of course, Charlie, how did you come up with the idea for them?
2: Yeah. So it actually started as a short story that I wrote um, starting in eighth grade (laughs) and then finishing in high school. And the short story um, won the contest at my high school and actually won a contest that are in town as well. And so I I just started to get some feedback like the short story is great, but it's only eight to ten pages. I want something more full length. I want to really get to know these characters. And so I thought, okay, let me see. And so I just started writing it. I finished the first version in 2011. Um, and that that first draft is four hundred thousand words, which, as we were saying, is like a very long novel. This one is closer to a um, hundred is no sorry, closer to like sixty thousand, which is right in the middle of um, your typical young adult novel. Um so that first draft is just like me word vomiting onto the page, all these ideas. And then you start to cut back and you know, sort through the weeds and and go, okay, who is Charlie and what story am I trying to tell? Um that first draft, was all based on real characters from my, not characters, real people from my life. These characters are based almost like pulled from my life was me just trying to process like events that were happening, whether traumatic or just, you know, bullies at school or whatever it might be, that is pretty typical for a high school student. Um, And then over time, I learned how to let them be their own characters and not let them be stuck into what I wish this one person in my life had done. So that was was really rich source material for me to pull from. It's how I base all of my characters actually, is I pull them from, Who do i know who talks like that who would i know who who walks like that who do i know who's really into this specific thing and then from there i can build out the character and and let them um become their own person and actually be a part of the story um so yeah it's just been a lot of work since (laughs) for the last 12 years um trying to find the right story and let the characters be themselves and doing a ton of character development um charlie obviously went through the most character development but so did scott you know as her best friend and love interest um so did her um the queen bee her name is rebecca you know in the first chapter you get like a hint that something used to be there um and you learn later on that they used to be really good friends but had a falling out um and so a lot of work on her character arc uh charlie has a little brother named danny and he's five but he probably might be more like seven so it's always interesting to talk to parents who have kids that age and go yeah i do remember like how young that child is, or maybe his sentence structure is a little bit older, you know, so getting feedback there. Um, but yeah, just like working and working and working and trying to really make sure the characters felt real. Cause I, that's another like pet peeve of mine as a reader is when characters um, are just built off of stereotypes. And you're like, okay, but that's not, that's not actually who this person is like. And like, I wouldn't be friends with this person. You know, like how many times have you read a protagonist? It's super annoying. You're like, okay, right. but they would not have done that. So I wanted Charlie to be annoying because teenagers are like we go through things that um, in in teenagerdom where you're like, okay I'm supposed to make that mistake because that's how you learn and that's how you grow up. But I still wanted them to be likable and relatable as well.
0: That's one thing I have to say, though, is very much realism in this and how realistic it actually is. And that's what I love about is the fact that in the first chapter, you actually get a sense of ability of what you're trying to create within this universe that you made. And I have to say, I'm, I'm going to be reading some more of this after we get off here because I'm just that much – here's the thing. It's been hard for me to actually focus on a book. The last book I actually re- wrote – well, not wrote. The last book I actually read was actually an in indie uh, writer that I had on the show. That was last year. And it's been hard for me to focus primarily on a book. But your book, it's helping me to actually focus on reading again and bit my love for reading. So that's I something love that.
2: Thanks for sharing very welcome.
0: That. you're very welcome because I'm going to oh. be honest with you. You're very talented at what you're doing. I'm excited to see where this book actually lands you. And I'm Me excited too. for the <laughs> I, Right. Because I can actually feel it. I can feel the energy from the pages and also your passion with it. I know that you have a great person that's supporting you, that's sitting next to you. And, <laughs> you know, I can imagine him just reading this book and being wowed by it and be like, look, this is actually something special. You need to go out there
2: and wow? it <laughs> I 100 I,
1: I, I, I was promising myself, like, all right, I'm going to read this and I won't cry because <laughs> she's really good at making you cry. And I'm like, I remember your rom- romantic movie that she made you watch. Yeah. Gets me every time. So I got like 30 pages into the book and I'm like, I'm, I'm hanging in there. And then third page 31, bang, I started crying. I don't know if it was exactly page 31.
2: Do you remember the scene? Uh, or do you remember which scenes like really just, you know, you felt emotionally uh, connected with the most?
1: Felt emotionally. Definitely when she's talk when Charlie's uh, talking about the death of her father with her mom and they're just having a Heart to heart moment. I was like, "Oh, there it goes. <laughs> there goes the fire. No, right. They're gone. Just let him out." What? Um, but it just watching you on this journey. I know you've been working on it since since we were in college. You were working on it before we met. Mm-hmm. And the process of writing a book is very challenging. Like I assume, what would you say? What advice would you give to other? potential writers like what things would you tell them to keep an eye out for cuz I know there was a lot of things that when you were working on the book that you didn't even think of being an issue like self-publishing for example like so what what advice would you give up and coming writers
2: I would say that the number one thing I hear when people tell me or when I tell people that I'm a writer that I finished a book um I meet a lot of people who say oh me too like I always wanted to finish the book I'm in the middle of one but I just wasn't able to finish it or I could never do that writing a book is so hard and I think there's a couple reasons why it feels like so much work. I mean, it is so much work. And when you're a writer, you just keep making it happen until it's done. But it also takes a lot of confidence and a lot of belief in yourself. And I think it's super normal to have these cycles where you're like, okay, I'm not a good writer. I'm just going to give up. Or at least I'm going to pause for now and then let yourself sort of find your way back to the love of writing. I've gone through that cycle multiple times, right? We all have to go through rejections when you're pitching your, you know, what's a novel and you're trying to get it traditionally published or just pitching a short story to a local contest. So just knowing that you are a writer, if you want to write, like you get to claim that title, you don't have to be published to claim that title and you do have something to say. So keep going and just, you have to be able to to dig down and find that belief in yourself and not to compare yourself to a published book because it's really easy when you're in draft 1 or 6 or wherever you might be in your editing process to say like oh like Stephen King such a prolific author such a great you know writer he's got some incentives or we you're like how did he come up with that so good um but you know you didn't see his first draft like we all go through these really awful first drafts and then that's really the big one is you're supposed to write really really awful first drafts because you can't edit a blank page so just get that awful first draft done write it don't use your editor brain. And then later you can come back and, and fix it. But yeah, so it's a lot of, it's a lot of pieces, a lot of learning. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just that like belief in self and right. family, continue trudging.
0: Here's the thing though, even with me doing the podcast and stuff like that, and that can actually be challenging though too, because of the fact that you're looking really? for sponsors and you have to pitch. The hardest thing is, is to pitch your own show. And I'm like, well, what the heck do I do? I'm yeah. a podcaster. No, that's not everything that you have to say. So <laughs> I understand. I mean, it's very challenging you have to- to try and pitch something and hopefully somebody crosses your fingers and toes that they like it and stuff like that and then like oh you know what this draft is good but guess what it could be better so therefore Mm -hmm. you have to go back and try to do it again Mm -hmm. and you know I I feel like you know every author should go ahead and at least try to reread what you wrote and go through your draft because I wrote a screenplay before you know what this would work if I did this or if I this could work if I did that Mm -hmm. so I can understand your first draft is not always going to be the one that you turn in it might be the
2: fourth or fifth one it, yeah it will not <laughs> but um yeah to your point you know whether your thing is podcast and my thing is writing or yours is the movie review channel and podcast but it, it does take it takes grit right and it takes I have this creative side of me but I also have to marry it with the business side like okay I really do put myself out there because I genuinely believe in this product and I think other people will also enjoy it and so I think if you if you stay genuine with that it becomes less of a sales pitch and people think oh, I'm, I'm not interested and they want to hear more like you saying the passion shines through well why do i want to watch their channel why do i want to listen to the podcast and hear about this movie why do i want to read the book and i feel like you do that within
0: the first setup of the book
2: on why you should read it It took so much work to get there so i'm (laughs) glad to hear you say that (laughs) you're
0: very welcome and guess what i also like your movie references to like jumanji stuff like that too i'm like okay this girl i would uh, this girl is actually someone that i would actually hang out with Uh because i'm like okay she likes movies she likes books check marks all the way across the board i would definitely be hanging around with, around with Charlie. Because well, since
2: we're, since we're talking about reading and movie watching she's also really into music and so something right. that is fun about this book is that there is a Spotify playlist that is designed to have you listen to it as you go. So each chapter has its specific songs and so you press play it's uh, free on Spotify. It's linked through the book and through the Kindle the electronic version. Yeah and then obviously I had to guess what the reading pacing was so you might be a little ahead or a little behind the songs but at least they're organized by chapters so you can Always catch yourself up as you go, but it does um, help set the stage um, and probably helps you visualize it as a movie. Right.
0: So, okay. So, I noticed the track list. You have Nas on there. You also you also have Mary J. Blige. Man, you have some great hip hop taste. I'm just going to oh, be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and all the greats. So, my question is this: for that party scene, what, what song would uh, was actually in there?
2: Um, I think at that point is, uh, everybody y'all. So it's with Nate dog and Eve and it's a blend of different, um, people also a great song. Yeah, well, she, Charlie's a hip-hop dancer, so that's some of the research I had to do, is really get a better idea of, um, who, you know, who would she have been raised with in this scene if she'd been dancing her whole life? Who would she have danced to? Who would be her idols? And really make sure it wasn't just like, oh, here's this random white person, you know, <laughs> listing off random hip-hop right. artists, right? Like, I wanted to make it meaningful, and also, I wanted to make, I mean, it goes back to the, the 90s and early 2000s, because that's, like, when some of the greatest hip-hop existed, so.
0: Definitely. Amen into that <laughs> because i definitely listened to some great hip-hop back in those days though too i mean you have nas you had mary j blige doing her thing and to be honest with you hip-hop music is a great place to actually put your book when you're looking at the car- that character charlie i'm just gonna be honest and i can imagine her just listening to these artists and being geeked out over while also reading uh books though too i mean it could actually place for how she when she reads her books and stuff that's Kudos for you for thinking about doing a playlist because I never seen where an author will actually say, you know what? I want to go in and expand this a little bit more and I'm going to go on ahead and I'm going to make a playlist out of this. And I think that's actually pretty cool because everybody nowadays has a playlist that they can actually enjoy. And that's that's great that you can actually interact and feel like that you're with Charlie versus just reading the chapter and closing the book. You can always go ahead, go over to Spotify and feel like you're on that journey with her. Yeah, exactly.
2: And maybe you, if I mentioned a song, you wouldn't know what that is. So I'm also introducing you to some really cool artists. Yeah, and I so where that started was... I'm I'm always listening to music. I'm just the type of person who needs music in my life. And so certain characters are associated with certain songs. And so that's where it started with like, okay, when characters are on the scene, what song is playing? And then it sort of just developed to like certain scenes. And then of course, if she's a dancer, I was building out a playlist of her showcases and different things too. But yeah, it's definitely a it's a multimedia experience. And then it's also set locally in Sacramento. And so I also have it linked to a Google Map. And so if you ever visit SAC, then you can actually like move through the book with Charlie and then find the map and visit all her places, you know, the local coffee shops and bakeries and restaurants and parks and just different things and actually get to literally explore her world.
0: I like that idea because it gives you a sensibility of who this character is where she comes from and go on this, like you said, this journey with her. But I like the fact that you're actually going in places that you went to. People can actually go there if they wanted to and picture Charlie being over there, like maybe at a pizzeria or coffee shops or stuff like that. That's actually really cool. And original. I like the authenticness of this.
2: Thank you. Yeah. And we had to, we had to test it out. Cause you know, I wasn't going to put something in my book that wasn't good. <laughs> so I was like, okay, do we choose this place or this place? What's real?
1: <laughs> that research was the most fun. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that meant we got to go to a bunch of delicious restaurants like fix That is our favorite place right now, but it's very expensive.
2: But it was like, Oh, it's for my book research. I guess yeah. we have to. <laughs> Darn, Got to spend the money.
1: Maybe we got to do the research. I, like well, the I, 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 I had a, a, a kind of a tricky question for you. So out of all the characters, excluding Charlie, which one of them do you connect with the most? That's not Charlie. Would you say?
2: Honestly, probably Scott, which is why it's, I'm so, I know. And some so sensitive, because everyone hates him. <laughs> 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 they go back and forth between hating Scott and Charlie. It's not Charlie, sorry. Scott and Amy, because of the way that they aren't respecting Charlie at various points in the book. But I think that's where I was able to work through a lot of like the trauma or grief of my upbringing. And I think that is relatable and People who use their defense mechanisms and react against people that they love the most versus identifying like, oh, why am I in pain and why am I suffering right now? And so rather than asking for help, they just like shut down. And then how do you know, what are our coping mechanisms? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that really plays itself out in Scott the most. You see it with Charlie for sure. And you definitely see it with Amy. You see it with Rebecca, but you see it really with Scott the most, I think. Um, And I think that's why people don't like him. I
1: wouldn't have guessed that.
2: Most people love Jared and love Danny Uh because they're adorable horrible and they only have they're only you know they're two-dimensional characters you don't get to see the character growth because not every character in a book can be a dynamic right you have to give some space for the reader to like really pay attention to charlie and then these other characters help fill her world
0: i like that though i like how you use drop like little seeds for each character and let the character be who they are versus yeah. overshadowing them with uh, with other characters and trying to get those arcs those characters. Because Something I learned run, right.
2: in this journey is, you know, you don't want your characters to fall flat, but some of them actually do have to be flat characters to allow the story to rise.
0: Exactly. But I think that's everything that I had wanted to cover. Alex, is there anything else that you want to ask?
1: Yes. What are you working on next? I would love <laughs> for you to talk about that. Or what? what's something you kind of have planned?
2: So, I have a couple of things in the works. Um, one of them is a short story collection. So, um, if you're not ready to spend $2.99 for the ebook or $7.99 for the physical copy of Dance with Me, um, I'm going to be releasing a short story collection of three stories for 99 cents. So it gives you just an easy taste for a dollar. And those are just, you know, like anywhere from five to 10 pages. And it just shows more of my range in terms of my writing ability. If you're like, oh, I'm not really into young adult, then you get some other some other stories to read. And then for my next book, um, it's actually a zombie dystopic novel. Two of them that I have written. Um, I wrote them in 2020. So it's time for me to go back and do the second drafts of those. But those will be cool because if you really like the first one, then you already have a second one that you don't have to wait for.
0: Well, you have me at zombie. so yeah. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
2: So I'm definitely gonna
0: have to check that out. But uh, Shay, I just want to say it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Alex, it's always a pleasure to have you on no matter what. So (laughs) I just want to let you know. But Shay, I I believe in you. I believe in your work. I believe that you're gonna shine through all this and everything. And I can't wait to have you on again. Because I really do, I would like to actually have you on more and be able to not even just do an interview, but maybe do a review or something, stuff like that. But you're always welcome on the show as well. So I just want to well, point thank that you. out. Yeah, there. if you ever yeah, well.
2: review movies that were books, that's where my specialty is. <laughs> so okay. would love to do that. Um, but yeah, thank you that's so fun. much for having me. It was fun to talk about the book and also get some questions I haven't gotten before. Um, and it's then get to, get to well, uh, I do have one more. Yeah. I, I want to throw a
0: curveball at you, but this is going to be a fun one. <laughs> okay. What spirit animal would you say you are?
2: Oh, me specifically. Yeah. Um, we ever decide this? I don't think so. The one that's coming to mind is a ladybug. <laughs> because everyone's happy with ladybugs. No one wants to harm them. And I think that mostly my personality is like bubbly and something you want to be around. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the sunshine, and I feel like you mostly see ladybugs in the sun. I'm also an agricultural major, and ladybugs are really good for the ecosystem. I don't know what their lifespan is, but bugs are pretty short. (laughs) So I don't know (laughs) if that was the right one to choose. But (laughs) What Uh, about you, John?
0: uh, For me, I'm going to have to go with a dog because simple fact is i'm not gonna say like i am a dog or anything like that but basically that's the fact that i'm loyal to my friends i'm loyal to my family i put them first before i put my own needs in stuff like that too so that's why i chose it shows my spirit animal as a dog because
1: of the fact that i'm just loyal. i was gonna say dog too but specifically a beagle i picked myself as a <laughs> beagle yeah <laughs> I, just, I just felt it in my soul i was like beagle alex i'm like oh yeah because they like to run and right. they want everyone to play with them right like so that, that's that's basically me exactly
0: and to quote Step Brothers, did we just become best friends <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs>
0: right so anyways guys uh that's gonna do it for this interview but i have a little trailer reaction that charlie and i did not not from her book but not from shay's book but charlie from <laughs> the <laughs> so um i do have a trailer reaction drop in tomorrow thunder and i'm gonna i'm excited to see it i'm kind of nervous to see it but i can't wait to actually see the movie so i can judge it for my own self then wednesday night i have miss marvel that i'm reviewing with a conversation about dot 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 podcast with will that's gonna be it of course at eight o'clock central time nine o'clock eastern time for that then thursday is gonna be a rest day for me kind of but i'm gonna be on another podcast and then Friday, I'm resting. So that's everything that we're going to be doing here at Movie Love Night. I hope that everyone has a great and safe night. And I'll see you guys back here tomorrow night. And...